I guess what I'd like to say firstly is um, welcome broadcasting live for our first international podcast. International podcast. That feels amazing. Well, we've elevated ourselves to that status because of the fact that we made the top five in the most downloaded podcast for the visual arts podcasts here in Australia during the week. How good is that, Matt? We have made it. I, I'm, I'm going to say, I think that that is when you can say you've made it. So all those sponsors who are just holding out. Waiting. Um, now's the time to get in touch. And now that's it. And despite the fact that another <laughs> podcast, which shall remain nameless, was spreading vicious rumours during the week that we were actually shutting down this podcast, we are anything but. We are oh, ramping wow. it up. Next level. Isn't that right? That sounds like somebody who's pretty scared. You know, when you start throwing rumors around like that, that's trying to cut us down. This is typical tall poppy syndrome stuff that happens here in Australia. Mm. I mean, it's very sad, isn't it, really? 100%. Very sad when somebody is providing, like us, such a community service to bring joy, entertainment, chit chat, useless banter, and a little bit of photography education to the listening community. And there's thousands, there's apparently thousands of them out there. And yet our other people that we love dearly, who shall remain nameless, are trying to cut us down. But anyway, let's not harp on that. Let's move on. Let's be the bigger person. And let's just make sure that we deliver value like we do every single podcast. You know what, Tom? That's exactly right. And it's, you know what, it's what we expected when you start hitting to the top. There's always going to be, you know, people there trying to cut you down. And you know what? We're we're still here. This is it. We're not going anywhere. internationally. We're not going anywhere. Make sure you send money. Make sure you send food coupons. Make sure, Maddie, as you said in the last podcast, that you are popping down to Croydon Camera House, buying those $1,000 gift vouchers for our bridal uh, party. You know, what's it called? Wedding registry. Yep, I don't even know the name yes. of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and also really important to um to is it do we like and subscribe is the thing. Like isn't it? and subscribe. We appreciate that either on the Podbean platform or the Apple pod platform, Spotify, wherever you listen to all your these great podcasts, which is probably just us. Please like, subscribe, yep. share. We'd really appreciate that. We're looking to build the audience. And Maddie, we have a great Rise or some, or should I say, oh, I've let the cat out of the bag. Shall I say that we've got a few new things to introduce to the podcast that we'll we'll chat about right at the end, shall we? I reckon that's a great idea. Okay, excellent, excellent. So the topic for today, I think we got derailed on the intro. <laughs> I know, right? Like 15 minutes. And so we're really not good at this. We really need to practice. No, no, practice. Practice but, doesn't make perfect in our, in our... This is perfect just the way it is because that's what people listen for. Yeah. We did a survey for those who aren't members of our Facebook group. You should be because there's going to be incentives for those who are. If you are not, please jump on board Facebook, our Facebook group. We did a survey during the week and we actually asked people, have we got the right amount of chit-chat versus photography education or is it too much chit-chat? Is there not enough chit-chat? And the overwhelming majority said that they love our little chit-chat, our little side humour at the start, but then uh, love the idea that we add a bit of value as well. So, no, we don't need to perfect anything. We are perfect just the way we are, Matt. (laughs) Well, should we say that the value we're going to add today, though, right? So we we do have a a topic. It's an interesting one. And it actually was sparked out of something I saw this week um, on Nine News. They announced the uh, Milky Way Photography of the Year or Photograph of the Year Awards. Ooh. And I've got to say, um, 
I just sniffed a little bit of maybe AI or some serious ass editing going on there. Oh, Because um, really? I've seen the Milky Way a few times. And so this week we are going to be discussing or at least covering the topic of sort of finding your line in the sand. How much editing is too much editing? At what point do you call it quits? And at what point do we start to go, there's nothing wrong with it by all means, like do, do you, but but where should people sort of be pitching their line in the sand? All right. I love it. All right. Well, let's get on with the podcast. They're a little bit loose, a little bit unstrung, and they've probably had a few beers beforehand. Please welcome Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt with yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Adventure. Maddie, welcome everybody to yet another fantastic episode of the Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast. You've launched us into the top five visual arts podcasts here in Australia. We thank you very much. Please like, subscribe, share. We'd love that. Let's share the love, please. And we will reward you in ways you never thought possible. Maddie, Matt Crummins, it's great to hear from you all the way from somewhere else in the world. I know you're not in Australia. Where would you be at about this time and what are you doing? Keep it clean. Oh, to be honest, I'm sitting in the middle of a pool in Ubud. Um, I have a bintang in hand. I'm surrounded by beautiful blue water and rainforests. Uh, yeah, and it's really sunny and probably 29, 30 degrees. Yeah. Sounds terrible. You're in Ubud, Bali. You're just, you're supposed to be holidaying and instead you're working here chatting to no, all this is, our loyal this is... listeners here on the podcast, which is just... That's what we do, don't we? We just go above and beyond. Well, Tom Putt, for tax purposes, this is the business end of the trip. Um, so uh, I, I took some photos of some monkeys yesterday, which was good. And now I'm doing a podcast. So thank I you. Take, should I tell people what you wrote about that monkey photo that you sent me? <laughs> yes, hello. <laughs> I said, oh, that's a nice photo or something similar. Hold on, my alarm's going off. What the heck? And, uh, and he said something along the lines of, oh, I got, I got AI to give me a portrait of Tom. What, you say it. I can't even remember what he said. <laughs> well, there was like a very small monkey who looked like a cross between a human and a ball sack. And um, that's, that's sort of, I just said that maybe that's what I put into my AI generator to try and get the right image for you. <laughs> that's bloody. I'll post the photo, but I think you'll all agree. Uh, yes, it's a yes, very it's... cute little monkey. It's a cute monkey in the right context, but Let's I'll tell you what the sure context was. that into the show notes. That's again, great, <laughs> great value. I don't know if that's any value at all for those people who are in that uh, Facebook group. Oh my God. Hey, speaking of which, Matt, here I was thinking that people will be exiting in their droves based on the, uh, on putting that photo up. But in fact, it went up 10% during the week. We increased wow, our big, membership. That's a big from, increase. <laughs> three from three people to uh, no, that's not possible. Um, to, from, to three point three people. <laughs> yeah, we got a bloke who's lost. Yeah, it's a guy who lost two legs and an arm in the war, and um, he joined. So about now that three hundred to no. three hundred and thirty members. So we are thanking everybody for jumping on board. There, I'm not sure why you joined or what value you saw in that, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we thank you nonetheless. 
Do you think that maybe they heard a, or heard a whisper about some of the incentives that they might be in for if you're part of our podcast as well as the Facebook group that maybe starting from this episode onwards, you yeah. might actually be able to get something more than a tidbit of information and a giggle out of it. This is, this is it. Well, I'm hoping they're on board just for that, but they're going to be uh, rewarded even further for their listenership. So we'll chat more about that towards the end of the podcast. So Oh, geez, I haven't been so to So stay Bali. tuned or just fast forward to the end, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was forgetting about that. We're not live, are we? <laughs> they can just... Well, maybe we, we don't... just could jump in now. Okay, let's let's not put it at the end then. Somewhere in this it podcast... Could be, it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and we'll change it up each week, Matt, so that uh, it keeps... Or if we forget, we'll just put it in next podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we get stats on all that too, by the way, as I shared with you. How many people listen beyond the first, like minute or two or 30 or something like that it's quite weird all this technology and the way it's able to track people shouldn't tell our mm. listeners that either they'll probably stop listening but um uh, i haven't been to bali in about 30 years and ubud's a beautiful place absolutely and and matt's talking about being there sitting at the resort there in the pool 30 degrees sipping on a bing tang which cost him about a dollar so he's um no he's in matey i think i don't I, I don't know about you. This is this this resort. Bintangs are not one dollar, unfortunately. This oh, is hold on. I'll send you a picture. A dollar fifty. Oh, mate, I tell you what. You know what we stayed in. We we decided this trip because it's Isla's first trip overseas, and we went with a few friends for the first week, and then it's just us for the second week. And I've been, um, I guess, trying to sort of you know make sure it's easy for us because I don't want to put myself off traveling. You know, first first time away with a three year old. And um, so no, we booked some nice spots, which has been fantastic. But I tell you what, um, yeah, when you when you're in a resort and you're you're doing everything, you know, within the resort, you're in a nice little room and stuff, you start to realise how expensive travel can be. My gosh, especially three year old, because it's uh, crazy. No one told me about this before I had one. Oh mate, welcome to our world where if we want to go away on a family holiday, it's seven adult airfares anywhere. That's crazy, isn't yeah. it? That's almost like if you were in school, that's like taking away half your class on holidays. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Welcome Nuts. to my world. Nuts. Welcome to my world. This is can I tell you, I, Can I, I tell you one thing, Tom, though? So one thing that's disturbed me more than the price of a bintang in a resort is actually how many people I see. And I'm, we know this happens. We're all very well aware of it. It's, it, but I was never come to grips with it. The amount of people who come to places like this, um, it's a very culturally, uh, probably a more cultural area than a lot of the coastline. You know, I think we all know that Bali's not known for its, um, I'll say it's purity these days, but Ubud is definitely more of the, you know, rainforest yoga. It's quite, not conservative, but way more conservative than what you get around the coast. The amount of people who feel the need to be prancing around in nothing more than a G-string taking selfies in front of literally everything uh, or live streaming everything i mean i don't know i feel like that person right now sitting in the middle of a swimming pool doing a podcast but yeah, listen to i'm you. not in my g-string this time i was gonna say i'm um, glad to see that you're wearing the g-string <laughs> i gave you for christmas so that's good it's getting some use <laughs> yeah oh, lovely tom i did i did i did get you a photo the other day we went to the potato head beach club and um i did manage to get my sunset yoga pose in my g-string so i'll, I'll be flicking oh, that across my. when i get time to edit no please edit flick it across because i need more yeah. ammunition <laughs> We need more ammunition for that auction, those live auctions at BFOP this year in October. That'd be great. Thank you very Ammunition's much. Ammunition's a word, isn't it? Thank My you. gosh. Ammunition makes it sound like, yeah. I mean, I would have said, I don't know, crowd pleasers or something like that. Okay. But, you know, whatever's ammunition. 
we'll go for it. I'll get I'll get yeah. my terminology right eventually. But um, yes, I can imagine. Yes, the, the, thirty years ago, social media didn't really exist when I was in Bali. So yes, I imagine uh, it's a little bit of a different site. But uh, yeah, I think it definitely is a little bit different to what it was. But you know what though, it's been a lovely family getaway. What so have you you're been doing? so you're getting around just wearing sunglasses, Maddie. And um... hold on one second, one second, Tom. I just need to order another beer. Oh, beer, so thank you. Yeah. Oh, um, pardon me, pardon me. Yes, make it a double. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kunti. Thank you. Oh, listen to you. Yeah. Can I just oh, say? Please don't let yeah, us my, my room number is. Um, That'd be tragic. Kunti. Go on. Which, can I say that the first time, well, first time I said it out loud, I massively mispronounced it. We just lost um, connection massively. So go on. Did we? Yeah. I was just saying my room number is, like, um, now is... I had this. Now I had this feedback sound like you were filling the uh, the pool up with extra water. <laughs> like it was a bar. Oh, really? Yeah. No, we're good now. We're good now. Oh. Hey, how about we stop this kerfuffle? And I know that yeah. um, you are. No, you tell me what you, Thomas, stop. You tell me what you've been doing first. I haven't heard anything about your week. We've been messaging, but it's just been naked photos, and I know nothing about what you've actually been doing. <laughs> it has not been naked photos. Uh, no, I'm not in the position to send you any anything like that, Matthew, as if I would. But look, my body is not um, the greatest. I do have what they call a dad bod, which is generally a body Ooh. that uh, once they get their girl, they tend to sort of slacken off a little and perhaps not be as presentable mm. as they were when they were courting. And um, so, therefore, I've got a few months um, to get myself right tip-top into shape before the uh, the big day, uh, which is going to be next April. And in the meantime, I am, and I would appreciate everybody's support. I know we don't ask for much on this show, but it would be great that if those who are able to support me um, really appreciate I'm doing the push-up challenge again this year, which is raising money for oh. mental, mental um, health. And uh, this year, once again, we are donating all of the proceeds to Lifeline that receive, on average, 130 calls an hour from people who are needing help in the mental health space. And so I'm very passionate about that work, particularly, um, you know, with my daughter, Ella, who's had some struggles and continues to struggle um, with her mental health. So I'm very passionate. It's very close to home. And so if you'd like to support me, I will put the link in the show notes and uh, on the you Facebook should. group there. And um, and if nothing else, uh, you can go onto my Facebook page, uh, not my personal, my not my business one, my personal one. And Mary and I are actually doing it as a as a duo this year. And uh, well, well, been... no, hold on, hold on, Tom. Tom, are you splitting the amount of push-ups you need to do? Uh, no. Or are you both doing it? No. Um, Mary's got right into her Pilates recently, and she goes. 10 times a week. She goes morning and afternoon. Now that might not sound Jeez. overly remarkable in a sense that, sure, that's a big commitment, 10 times a week to go to the gym or to go to the Pilates studio. But she is a non-exercise person. Up, up until she found uh, Pilates, she hated exercise, didn't believe in it, didn't like doing it, etc. But she's found her thing and she's very committed. And so with that, she is loving being down at the park with me. She's <coughs> doing the... Um, the girly push-ups. She's been doing squats and all sorts of stuff that I didn't. Did you just even call them girls? You did not just call them girly push-ups, did you? No, she's do she can't do the actual a proper push-up, as in you know a military push-up. So she does a girly push-up. I'm pretty sure head. we call them. No, Thomas, we call them modified push-ups these days. Push 
<laughs> ably assisted push-ups. What is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry if I well, offended you know anyone, but you know, like that's. I don't the think latest. you should call. I should. You shouldn't. No, you shouldn't call them girly ones because. So get this. Laura's training for a marathon. She's just signed up for the Melbourne Marathon in October. Wow, now that's amazing. a huge commitment. And you know wow. what? Hats off to her. The two weeks before. The two weeks before we went away, she was just busting out a half marathon for training on a Saturday morning. So now, I don't hold know on that a we second. can. Let's backtrack you, you a second. Yeah. Uh, is she a natural runner? No. And so she no. generally, you know, if she wasn't training for a marathon, how many times a week would she run? Oh, well, she's always training for something these days, but she's not a natural runner. She's not like... No. She's not Kenyan, put it that way. <laughs> no. She's no, not... I, I, no, but, but, you know, no, she's, she's, not, she's, not, funny, she's yeah. not got the, um, the natural, like, athletic physique, you know, someone who's, like, naturally really, like, agile and limber. Like, no, don't I would have said... No, like, I would have said... Fit as, but she works at it, you know? Right, right, right. No, she's got a yeah. great figure. Um, all yeah. right, well, so, great. Get so, put it this way. And I, I did 5Ks, and I nearly died. Oh, so, um, I, let's I, just I uh, give some credit to the girly nature of those push-ups. <laughs> I go. I drop Ollie off at hockey training, and then he's there for an hour and a half, and I go for a run these days, and I am lucky to bust out 4K. That's in 20 minutes. And I ran yeah. two marathons that in my sounds... day. I'm not a runner at all. I'm not naturally built that way. I'm frigging 92 kilos and six foot tall. So I'm definitely not built for marathons. But uh, I ran my first marathon four and a half minute Ks on average across 42 kilometers. So I ran one kilometer in the marathon faster than I can run any kilometer at the moment. Or I ran 42 wow. of them, in fact, back to back. So not to blow, um, you know, the sunshine up my bum, but uh, it's a it's a huge task and I wish her all the best. That's going to be awesome. Well done to her. And tell me, okay, last, last thing on our banter here, how yes. many push-ups do you have to do over this 21-day period? 3,144, which represents the 3,144 people who took their own life here in Australia back in 2021. That's the latest statistics we have, which is horrendous. And so... Um, you know, let's hope that that um, number declines uh, as we become more aware of mental health and how important it is and provide the support networks, whether it be just family, friends or professional organisations like Beyond Blue and Lifeline. So, yeah, 3,144, which up? kind of scares me because we actually didn't start until yesterday and we're like three days behind I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to ask where you're up to I was that, procrastinating yeah. massively. <laughs> And I knew that I'd missed the start date. And then I was like, oh my God, can I be bothered? And I'm like, of course I can. I've got to. And we already raised $1,300 without even doing one push up because people had seen online, which Ooh. was great. And so I felt very committed from that point of view, but also to, you know, I, I could never let this go without doing it, um, having signed up. So, yes, we're a little behind the eight ball, but we will catch up. And it's not just about doing push ups. Like you can do sit ups, you can do squats, you can do. All sorts no, Tom. Of Tom. So. Tom. If I'm if I'm putting if I'm putting money in your hat, it's going to be push-ups, buddy. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we did 190. No, we did 130 today, and we did 96 yesterday. And so, out of those that total, I have already done. Uh, I only skimmed on 30 of those. So whatever no, that okay. adds up okay. to, uh, that's 100. That's so 226 push-ups. I've done 196 of them. So I've not done too bad. Yeah, you've only got like. 3,100 and something to go. Don't so, tell me that. Look, I don't need to I, I'm going to donate to this. I'll tell you what, oh, I'm going to commit to this right that. now. $1,000 is all that's I will needed. Go, mm -hmm. No, I'll throw, I'm going to throw 100 bucks in the ring on the day before the challenge ends, as long as you're on track. Oh, Get right, on to so it. So I've Do got it. to catch up. Okay. 
Okay. Yep. I love Catch that. Up. I love a challenge. I love a, a bit of a dare. And the I, I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. Love that support. And, no. and I tell you what we are doing. I think every, everyone in that. Go on. No, I was going to say, if everyone in our group were to commit to, you know, putting something in the ring on the very last day before you finish. So everyone who's in our Facebook group right now, you can write a comment there telling what you will pledge if Tom, on the day before the challenge finishes, can so be within arm's reach. Yeah. So long as I get them all done on the day that it finishes. Yep. All right. 3,144 <clears throat> by the 23rd of July, I think it is, at fin June, 23rd of June. All right. And um, Now, can I say, I've got a selfish selfish motivation here as well, though. Why? Right. You know you know how we're going on our little Bogong getaway? Ah, uh, yes, us, you and I. Just I just think yep. that an extra an extra 3,000 push-ups will only help when it comes to you helping to carry my bag. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, <laughs> as I'm dragging myself up Mount Bogong on the fifth day, <laughs> that goes from like uh, a zero to like 1,900 meters. Yeah. That vertical yeah, I'll be like, I'll be like, thank God I donated that hundred dollars and bought bought a little yeah. bit of assistance. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll be me. That'll be that'll be me needing the upper body strength for you to drag me on that rope up the mountain. That's what it'll be. Me, me. Oh desperately no, hanging we don't have to, to do rope, rope, do we? Oh God, oh, yes. That sounds so horrible. For those who don't know, Matt and I are doing a little bit of a winter escape, and we are walking from Mount Hotham to Mount Bogong in early. August and um, it's going to be pretty epic, and we're going to do a podcast along a vlog cast along the way to show you how much we're going to suffer for our for our art. So keep yeah. in mind with that, and, and for your entertainment, art and entertainment. <laughs> let's get on to the topic for today. All right, what are we talking? Yeah, so tell me. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. You're way more experienced in this than what I am. I think you've been in photography longer. You have been also from an editing perspective, probably um, exposed to more landscape, extreme editing, and stuff. You saw those photos I sent through of the Milky Way shots the other day. Is it fair to say that um, that is that almost looked AI? That's so extreme. Is that editing, or do you think that's actually just really great photography? I, I'm going to click you. on this link again, Matt, because uh, to be honest, I took one look and just went, "Oh my god!" and uh, moved straight on. And we will put the link there in the uh, in the show notes, of course, um, on the group, but. Um, I'm always dubious about these astrophotography um, shots because you don't know how much of it's been done in camera versus composite versus, um, you know, heavily well, photoshopped or, or... It has to be composite. It has to be composite. You can't get that depth of field and astro. You can't shoot at F22 of course. with astro. So of course, of course. It has okay. to be a composite of some sort, but it still looks crazy. Yeah, look, I'm, and I guess this is why... Um, you know, as a side note, this is why I, I shy away from doing this stuff. It's not really my jam anyway. But I think that one of the reasons that I don't gravitate towards doing astro is because, because it's difficult to see with the naked eye. It, it then almost becomes like it's surreal or a little bit manufactured or, um, you know, as we talk about, um, artificial. And so um, hence, hence why I don't to shoot it myself but i it look it look i think it can look quite spectacular so long as it's done well and i think when you've got i'm looking at one right now which is contribution 18 of 26 and it's got um some a snow landscape with a lake in the foreground some beautiful reflection of the stars but you've got a mixture of sort of like sunset clouds along with the milky way core i think it is rising vertically up from the landscape and that kind of screams to me like 
yeah, nah, I wouldn't see that with my naked eye. Is that really real? And again, yes, I think now what, what people will be looking at and so skeptical of is any of these photographs that they see in competitions and going, hold on, is that real or is that AI? I mean, we've, we've passed 30 years ago where we'd say, oh, that's been Photoshopped or is that Photoshopped or, or perhaps not even questioned even though it was Photoshopped. And now we're getting into this point where we're not saying, hold on, is it Photoshop? We're saying mm, AI for sure, you know? And, and that's unfortunate yeah, yeah. because yeah. A, there's probably some photographers out there who have done an amazing job to be out there night <laughs> after night after night trying to capture the perfect image, so to speak. Um, but then, you know, unfortunately, we just live in this world where there's going to be so much skepticism around <clears> photography in the future that uh, I don't know what we do. I don't know what we do other than, you know, posting the raw image alongside of the, uh, the finished product. But the second one, for example, the second contribution of 26 with the, the sort of looking through the, the, the gap in the Boab trees out. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Not for me. That anyway, looks AI-ish to me. I've seen that my looks, yeah. But, but... Oh, I'm losing you there, bud. Sorry. No, I've got you. I can hear you loud and clear. Oh, no. No, there's a bit of a catch up. So it's just a bit of a delay. There's, for those who don't know, there's a two hour time delay between <laughs> Melbourne and, and, That's um, it. and Ubud. So it's actually quite hard to have this conversation in real time. Um, so the, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, right? So I agree with you on all of that. I think that it's really hard to decipher what is and isn't and just an, a, really, a really clever or over edit in some cases and what is maybe AI or what is actually just, you know, composites, which is also, these are all perfectly valid by the way. But my question was, because I saw the notes you wrote and I guess, when it comes to editing, I'm not looking, I, I mean, I think everyone sort of knows we all have our own style of how we edit stuff or what we do. My question for you is when, or the question I want to answer in this podcast is when you edit, not how you edit, but when you edit, how do you find that line in the sand for yourself where you go, okay, I'm going too far? Because you can always find a way to add another radial filter to make a rock pop or to punch the sky out a bit more or to put a bit more on that slider. Where do you draw, not draw the line, but where do you draw your own personal line? When you're editing, do you kind of go like, oh shit, I'm really going too far now? Or do you go, nah, actually I haven't gone far enough. How, how do you decipher that? When you look at your photo, do you do the before and after clicks? What's your, how do you work this out? It's a great question. Um, I thought it was almost a rhetorical one there for a minute and I was just going to sit back, relax and enjoy your dulcet tones, but I, I, I'm, I'm being required <clears throat> to contribute. Um, so I think it's a great question. <laughs> I think it comes down to personalized style and and i'm not pushing uh my uh, you know style on anybody at the end of the day it's for whatever you choose and that's art that's photography you take it as far or as little as you want i'm a realist i like to the reason i enjoy taking landscape photographs is because i love the beauty of the landscape and so what i'm trying to do is represent it in the best way possible and as faithfully as possible without adding too much mm. mayo to it so I'm one of these people that will absolutely perhaps push push it a little more than it was in order for, to have that impact that it deserves because A, I want it to look good, but B, also to, um, you know, we sell our art. So at the end of the day, we've got to ensure that what we put up on the walls has impact. Now, whether that's adding a bit more contrast or a little bit more colour, that's fine by me. But I do have, you know, I do, I've had artworks in the gallery in the past that I've looked at, old edits, and I've gone, oh, yuck, no. Um, there was a there's Too a photo much. in the gallery at the moment that I've asked Mary to take down. I hope she has. It's a beautiful snow gun print, um, but I think I edited on a like a I must have edited on a low, low res file or something because a client actually ordered it off the website and we redid it. A 
beautiful big canvas and I went back and did a complete re-edit and it came out so much better than it did before. Um, and so, look, mm. I'm, I'm always saying, right, um, the first things first when I look at a photograph to then edit it is I ask myself, what is it that I'm trying to say here? And I think that helps with my edit because then I say, hold on, what is it I'm trying to say with this photograph? And, and the answer might be, I want this to be really dark and moody. So I might turn it black and white. That might help. I might underexpose it based from what I shot it at so that, again, it's dark and moody. I might put a heavy vignette around it, again, to create that dark and moody look. I think first and foremost, that's my sort of number one thing that I ask myself, right, what am I trying to say? And then what I do is I edit and I use Tom's top 10 edit tips that I'm going to put on um, Tom's top 10. Do you like that? I'm going to put that in the it's... show notes here on the Facebook group. So remember, if you're listening to this and you're not a member of our Facebook group, jump on Facebook and type into the search Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast and you'll find it. And look, these are my top 10 and I'll run through them very quickly. I won't I won't go over these in great detail because we just don't have time. But first um, is denoise. Second would be to crop the image. Third might be to get rid of any spots from dust bunnies. And I'm going through sort of basic order of um, how they appear. In can can I just, too. can I, I'm going to let you finish, but I just. Oh, no. You're bloody better. <laughs> hey, I qu- was on qu- a no, I, I have a really, really interesting question. Is the D, so the way that you've ordered that with the denoise, right? Yeah. So traditionally, Adobe said that denoise should be the last thing you do because it was live updating constantly. So as you make an edit, um, it had to go and recalculate the denoise every time. So if you have a slower computer, yep. it actually has to, recalculate denoise for every click you do which takes bloody ages on some computers these days i understand that if you denoise at the end it can actually you know adversely affect some of your initial yes, edits right yeah is this something you've, this the other day. is this I a new this is a new yeah so, about. Mm. okay yeah. but you change that's a new change though you do the denoise now at the start because well of i'm that, trying to train myself two months ago that, you might have done it the other way around. i wouldn't naturally yeah. i would have done it at the end and gone oh yeah there's a bit of noise in that yeah. i better take okay. it out as the final edit but Good. But um, no, I've Good put that hear. at the Good top to for the purpose of our discussion. Um, so yeah, just Bravo, you, Tom. Is, is that, have you done interrupting me? Yep. Thank you. <laughs> I sound like the you school just go, You just go on and... All right, Matthew, you can go. Hey, I've just got, I've just got to go get a massage. your hands, please. No noise yeah, from I'm, you for the next I'm just gonna, five minutes. I'm just going gonna, I'm gonna to get a massage. If you could just finish the podcast <laughs> for me. And just, you. Um, I'm going to cut yeah, you off in a minute. This line is about to end suddenly drop out, oh my God, I might have to finish off the podcast by myself. How good would that be? Here we go. So number Uh, one, denoise, two crop, three is spot removal, four is to maybe add a grad filter. Number five, change or or adjust the color via temperature or tint. Then we might go for an auto adjustment and then some HSWB. Wait, wait, wait. If you do the, hold on, if you do the auto adjustment, that's just going to reset all the other crap you just did. Well, let's do the auto adjustment near the front. I was trying to do it in order. Do as that at the start. Lightroom, but let's go denoise. No, do the auto at the start. Let's do, do the denoise. Yeah. Let's do auto, crop, spot removal, grad filter, color, saturation. Oh, let's do a little bit of HSWB in there as well, which is the hue, um, highlights, shadows, whites, and blacks. Okay, because generally after Ooh. auto, you're having to adjust those a little because it does fiddle with those a lot in the autos. So that's why I put that uh, after auto. Yeah. So Because I thought that, I actually thought you were about to say that, I thought that was like a, an HSP, like a halal snack pack <laughs> that you were doing halfway through just to, to re-energize yourself for the rest that's of it. your edit. Um, what is it? An HSWB? What does HSP yeah. stand for anyway? Halal, halal snack pack. Oh, thank you. Okay. My son orders them yeah. all the time. 
Okay, so oh, they're auto, so good. Yeah. Let's do a bit of HSWB. <laughs> We need to come up with a, with a fancy acronym that must stand for something else there. Um, saturation, a, a vignette, not always, but often. A, a little bit of perhaps the haze and clarity as well. So look, I'll get the order right there. I just popped that down on the screen on the, my piece of paper here, but there's Tom's top 10 to editing. And, and to be honest, that generally takes me, that sounds like a lot. I don't always use that but there's sort of my top 10 most common adjustments that I'd make. I would spend one to two minutes on all any and all of that. Mm. Now, um, that sounds very quick and I don't expect everybody to be doing that. As you alluded to at the start of this very intellectual conversation, Matthew, I have been editing for a very long time. So I can, I, I'm, I'm fortunate in that the practice that I put into my editing means that I can look at a photograph and I can immediately say, oh yeah, these are the things I need to do in order to make it look better. Bang, bang, bang. I know just instinctively what to do. Not everybody knows to do that. Um, sometimes it requires you to fiddle with those sliders back and forth, left and right, to understand that, oh yeah, hold on, it is a little bit underexposed or the color is a little bit off. So by adding more blue, it doesn't look too warm and it makes it look better. That just comes through practice. It's unfortunate that I can't teach that very well. I can show you lots of examples, but it's it's difficult to teach. It's something that you just need to practice more and more. And then with that, coupled with that, is the fact that when I shoot, I like to get it right in camera. I like to get the crop right. I like to get the exposure right, et cetera, et cetera, so that I'm doing very little adjusting afterwards because I don't want to sit in, the, in front of the computer for ages doing the editing, but also too, I am a purist and I do like the sort of ego stroke of taking a good photograph, seeing it on the back of the camera and going, well done, Tom, you nailed it. Keep going, keep taking great photos. So I do like to get it right in camera rather than thinking, oh, I'll just fix it up later. Can I? Cool. Sorry, you finished? Or... No, no, no. I've got a little bit more. <laughs> I've got a little bit more. Okay, I'm, just, I'm just blurting okay, it all go. out now and then you can back it at the end and uh, add heaps of other value. Then I think you mean I'm, correct it, but go on. Yeah. Correct it, correct. That's right, that's right. Go, Tom. <laughs> Please, podcast listeners, ignore the last 10 minutes of what Tom said because it's just it. full of it. Skip um, straight to the end. I'm liking yep. the idea of, you know, like, let's just, just backtrack on what I said. What am I trying to say? When I look at a photograph, what am I trying to say? That'll then determine how I edit it with Tom's top 10 editing tips. And then I like to sort of, when I'm editing, I sometimes take the sliders beyond where I think it looks good and then I'll back it off a bit. Because I've, I've, I've often seen people, they sort of, I go, oh, you need to add some more contrast to that. And they add like a, a minute amount. And I go, no, 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 more, more, more. And, and you know, they're adjusting it ever so slightly. I think it's good to take it beyond where it think you think it looks good and then peg it back a bit, just so you're not leaving it short, okay? So take the sliders beyond where it looks good and then peg it back a bit. And then often, more often than not, I like to let it rest. And what I mean by let it rest is that, you can oh, be editing like a good and you're excited and you might have had a few wines and it's late at night and you think it all looks great and then Never. you wake up the next morning and you go, wowzers, what was I thinking there? There's way too much magenta in that, says no one ever. But you may have uh, <coughs> overdone it a little, overcooked it. So it doesn't hurt to let it rest, come back to it another time. And then my fourth point that I want to make today is that I think you should perhaps, if you're brave enough, and our group is perfect for this, Tom's Tribe, Matt's Mob, share it around, show it to others and get some feedback and say, hey guys, I did an edit on this photo, just after your feedback on it, have I taken it too far? Have I not taken it far enough? Here's the raw file. Here's this, perhaps what I was trying to achieve by through my edits. What do you think? And then 
hopefully you mm. get some nice feedback on that as well. I'm done. That's it. See you later. I'm off for a beer. That's pretty that's pretty comprehensive to be honest. <laughs> you like that? Go you. Sorry, Matty. I just Go everything you. you had written down is just been blown out of the water and Matt's like, well, I've got nothing more to say. No, that's not true. I, I, cause, so what I want to know though, oh, you actually haven't answered my question, which is the bad part. So what do you mean? I, I haven't that's a great question. process. Well, my question was not how you do it, but I mean, that's fine. You've spent all the time on our podcast anyway, so maybe we'll have to do another podcast, but I get how you do it. But what my question is, is when you do all that, how do you personally know when you have gone too far? Cause I get that that's good to check well, it. So you put it onto a group, you ask people. You ask people if they've gone, you know, you ask other people, but when you're doing your personal edit, you push the sliders too far and then you start to pull them back. But That's a $64 million dollar question. How do I answer that? that? So you broke up there. I think that, I think that our internet signal bleeped you out because they didn't agree. <laughs> what was that? I said, that's a $64 million question. How do I answer that? I mean, it's, it's very subjective. It's around... When you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's it, Maddie. You know, it's when you and I locked eyes together. I just knew that you were the one. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, I have, I, I have, I. Well, you hold on. Well, you've obviously. I th I feel like this is a rhetorical question. I feel like you've got the answer. Maybe to this no, it's not already. rhetorical. No, it's not. Well, it's it's. I think it's an answer, and I'd like to hear your answer. Maybe you can bounce off my answer and I be like, "Oh, that's what now. you're talking about." I've spoken about. way too much, and we've only got nine minutes left on no. the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do think I do think you have answered the question. I think it's it's um, it's in there somewhere for those who listen to it all. Um, but I guess the interesting thing I find is when you look at a photo, you take a photo. I I completely understand the whole. You're trying to um, be as faithful as possible, but also with an appreciation that you know you 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 need to I'll say amp it up a little bit. But what's really interesting I find these days is that is that amping up of where is that where is that level before you start going oh hold on a second you've now transformed this from something it wasn't to something you know or was to wasn't wasn't you know, and the the the, the rule that I use which um, it's really basic it doesn't have ten tips unfortunately it's just um, it's it's just Matt's mastery is the probably the term we'd use <laughs> Matt's um, mastery the, I love it I know I'm going to coin that now but when I edit a photo. The way I try and edit a photo is to make people feel, my, my goal is to make people feel the way I felt when I saw it. So I'll give you an example, right? Like right. we'll talk landscapes because landscapes is something that I think everyone can relate to, to a degree. But if you took a land, if you're standing on top of a mountain, beautiful scenery in front of you. You've got like, you know, a bit of haze in the air. The sun's going down, like light rays popping through. Now, visually, you can capture that in a photo, right? Visually, you can say, hey, cool, that's my scene. You've got your composition. You've got all the elements in there. But when you're standing on top of that mountain taking that photo, you have got so much more going on. You have got your smell. You have got the, you know, the stillness in the air or potentially maybe not the stillness, potentially gusty winds. You have got the atmosphere. You've got the the feel, all these other senses that are going on. And so in photography, we really only get to capture one aspect or one sense in a photo, right? You only get the yeah. visual part. Yeah. And so often things that you see or things that you experience that you want to capture in photography, like I think about, I was at a street market like last night, a food food market, and I was trying to work out how to shoot it. It actually didn't work out very well at all. I, I just It just didn't happen how I wanted it to, but 
I'm thinking, how do you capture like there's smoke in the air, it's humid, it's like sticky, it's busy, there's motorbikes everywhere, there's like um, mm -hmm. horns going off. It's like, how do you capture this in a photo whilst actually just capturing the subject that you're after as well? <clears throat> and so I think that sometimes that's where the editing comes into it, where, you know, if you push the sky up a little bit in terms of, you know, whether it's you know clarity or color or whatever it might be, or, you know, you pull up, you, you sort of almost need to compensate for some of the other senses with the visual. And so the way I try and edit a photo is I, the faithfulness is yes, I want it to be as faithful as possible, but equally that line in the sand that I draw is I kind of look at it and go, does, will this make the next person feel the way that I felt about that scene? Mm. And I have to do that only through visuals and therefore I might need to pump the visuals up a bit because you're missing the other five senses or whatever it is that we've got. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, that totally is a great way of explaining it, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, all right then. I guess we finished early. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, no, we are going to finish soon though because I've got to... But I think that's a great starting point. Oh, in totally. Which to, in yeah. which to then go about editing your pictures. All right, how do I, how do I convey the, the feelings that I was feeling when I took this particular photograph? And that's why I think, um, just to sort of build on that, that's why I think it's relatively um, effective to shoot, say, for example, under misty, foggy conditions, like we talk about this all the time, and hence why Dombrovskis was so successful in my mind in the way he photographed, because there was so much mood visually in his photographs that he didn't need yeah. to edit his pictures. I mean, he couldn't, let's face it, unless he was, you know, taking them into yeah. the dark room. Um, like he had to fit it all in the frame as he was photographing it. He didn't have the luxury of Lightroom and Photoshop. So at the end of the mm. day, he had to ensure that those conditions were there visually in the photograph as he was taking them in order to then convey that emotion like you're talking about. And that's where you gotta be choosy about when you go out and what you're shooting, you know, and I, I found that over here, my goal, the last few mornings I've been like, no, I'm going to get really early. I'm going to head out and go for it. I'm, I'm going to put the camera in the bag and go for a run out to the rice fields. Yeah. But every morning it's been dead clear. And I'm like, that won't have the mood in it. You know, it just, it won't have that aspect. But what I really want is that idea of like quiet, still sunrise, early morning, mist, light rays, not happening. So I've actually just sat in bed with a yep. hangover instead. Yep. Yeah. And that's not a yeah. bad thing either. Um, I think at the end of the day, when you go away <laughs> on a workshop or go away yourself to take photographs and, and you, you have that sort of internal pressure in which to then take that photograph because you've gone to the effort to get away or the expense to get away, there's... Sometimes you just got to <clears throat> hold yourself to those standards of hold on the conditions just not mm. right. So hey, I can still get out and enjoy it. I can still practice my photography. Yeah, totally. But I can't expect to get the photographs that I really want from this, and that's okay because um, we do place place such high expectations on that. You know, if we're working a full time job and we've only got four weeks off a year, and we take a week off to go and take some photographs, which is highly indulgent, um, and and you know you might be away with family or away from family, etc. Um, there is that expectation that it's all going to come together and that can be incredibly disheartening if it doesn't, but it's okay not to shoot as well, just just to be able to get the shots that you want. And, and as we've talked about on other podcasts, at the end of the day, if you want to take better photos, um, I think you've just got to hold yourself to a higher standard and, and be very selective about um, the photographs that you take. That's it. Now I'm, I'm slowly starting my meander from the poolside to the massage Oh, listen um, to you. So, listen um, to you. But there's hey, something we've before only we wrap got a up. couple of minutes left, so it's a good place to wind up. Well, this up. is the thing. 
Yes. So I thought it might to... be a really important time to introduce the thing you were going to introduce at correct, the end of the podcast correct. that well, I knew uh, we'd both you know, forget. Would you like me to run with this one, Maddie? Yeah, do it. Okay, okay. So just as you, you're caught, the call of it dropped out. Hey, guys, um, look, we wanted to always look at ways that we could elevate the podcast, uh, make it more rewarding for those who are dedicated to listening to us each week. So what we have decided to do is to, we've reached out to a few of our supporters, haven't we, Maddie? And we've said, hey, how can we, we have reward our loyal listeners? And so each podcast, we will be giving away a prize. Now, a different prize, you don't have to do anything for this, um, to win this prize. You don't have to put up your favorite photograph or any of that rubbish. All you need to do is to jump on a web page we're yet to create and just uh, register yourself. Just put your name, your email address, and your phone number. We're not doing anything with that info other than to contact you to say that you've won the oh, prize. Oh, Thomas. It will be drawn randomly. It's going to be a different prize each podcast. And you will just need to listen out for that link. And then we will put it in the uh, show notes on the Facebook group, won't we, Maddie? Is it? And um, uh, hey, are no, you cut out. To... You... Thomas, 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 Thomas. I've you cut it out up, there for a second. No, did you? Uh, well, it cut out, so I didn't hear. So I'm, I'm walking through a little dead patch. Oh, Tell me, did did you mention about the secret word? I didn't. Thank you for letting me know. Yes, as aside from putting your name, phone number, and email address, you'll need to put in the secret word each that we that is going to change, obviously, and be different for every podcast. So there will be throughout the podcast where we announce the secret word. And therefore, you will need to put that in the little form there in order to be in the running. So, Matt, what you? I will let you choose this week. What is our secret word for I've this week? I've got a secret word that we're going to use this week. Prize? Because guess what happened? Did you know that I, my camera got punched by a monkey yesterday? Oh, he's dropped out. Maddie, are you there? Hello. I oh, am. He's jumped in the pool. Was... Maddie, where are no, the no, secret word from past you? Where are yeah. the secret word? Well, words? I was just what saying. Did you know yesterday my monk, my, my camera got punched by a monkey? Oh. Like I've, I've got a monkey print on the front of my lens because a monkey punched my lens. So I'm so guessing... I'm going to go. Secret word is crazy monkey. <laughs> well, that's two words. So okay, let's run with that. The secret word's crazy monkey. For those who didn't hear it, we're not going to say it anymore. We hope you've listened all throughout this podcast. We will put the link for you to register to win that prize on the group there on Facebook. So jump on board to take a look at that. We look forward to seeing everybody who registered. We'll be able to really see how many people actually listen to this podcast, Matt. And um, we'll be giving away the prize, which will be announced in the next podcast. So please do enter. You will be required to put your phone number. By the way, please don't leave out your phone number. If you don't put your phone number in, we won't be able to reward the prize. And we will give away the reason why you need to put your phone number there later but it's pretty goddamn obvious all right so maddie well, hey put, put thanks for way. making time you out of your incredibly relaxing holiday a stressful holiday it sounds like i should say it's sitting by stressful. the pool drinking bintang and having massages um love to laura love to isla and um we'll look forward to chatting with you when you get back into the land of the living and uh have fun also, for everyone, don't forget, like the podcast, subscribe so that you get notified when the new one comes out. Absolutely. We don't want you to miss out on all these great prizes. All right. Thanks, Maddie. Catch you later.
Thanks for joining us for yet another episode of Matt and Tom's Excellent Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Matt Crummins and Tom Fancy Pants Putt, both of whom are working photographers running workshops all over Australia and, of course, the world. Join us on one of our workshops, and in the meantime, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast to make sure you stay up to date.